This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to I Speak Bravo. I'm Emily, and I am fluent in Bravo. Not bragging. Just, that's all my brain is full of, is Bravo. Guys, Peacock released the first three episodes of Ultimate Girls Trip. That was such a smart move because it's one of those shows that doesn't have enough drama going on to like leave us with one episode a week give us the first three let us get like in the groove and we're gonna keep coming back for more uh it's on peacock you do have to pay for it uh i was already subscribed to peacock so it wasn't was no big thing for me but i cannot recommend it enough it is it's housewives on vacation but because they're not, this isn't like a full season. It's not like Kyle's carrying a season or Cynthia or Kenya, they're carrying their season. It's, they know it's a limited amount of time. They're there just to kind of experience each other so they can drop their act. Kyle isn't producing, trying to like basically make the drama happen while she stands back and watches. She's, She's sort of doing exactly what Kyle could do on Beverly Hills, but they need a new cast for her to do that. So all of the dynamics that we're used to seeing them in are now gone. And now that's almost like um they are on vacation. <laughs> like I know they're, they're at work, but it's like they really are relaxed compared to the other trips. You know, the other trips, they're coming in with like the baggage from the season already. Every trip starts with the baggage from previously on the show you know they go in like well how are you going to do with uh, Ramona on this trip I'll just do my best to not talk to her we don't have any of that this is like people who never see each other and so it's a total experiment everyone just is glowing every inch of the television screen is like glowing and luxurious and sparkly and beautiful Kyle looks the richest in my opinion that is just hands down. She's just got that glow about her, like that skin glow, like that's just the freshest skin you've ever seen. And every 
every single thing on her body is like $8,000, you know, I'm talking like the ring, a watch, a shirt, a bag, sunglasses, like every inch of her is just expensive. And she looks wonderful. Ramona is on it and she is horrible. And I hope this is and I think this is the last we'll see of Ramona. I, I may eat my words, but I think that this is a great send off. And what do they do with her now? They can't put her on Roni again because I mean, we will just riot. And what are they co-signing if they put her on Roni? She's a, she's managed to insult Jewish people, black people. You know, generally she's just insulting, period. But I think now we're over it. And I'm, I'm going to be a little shady because she's this shady. Her body looks terrible. I know she's older, but she's such a bitch when other people gain weight. Remember when Sonia had put on some weight last season and she said, I think you could, you, you could lose a few pounds. She's mean. So when things like this happen, to someone who's mean to others, I'm I'm relishing it a little bit. I might get some hate mail for this, but she's mean. So you're kind of like, okay, bitch. So what? What? What now? She's a she's offending everyone. Kenya especially. Um, Kenya is like she's making sure that she still does her thing. So at some point, Kenya decides, like, I'm going to ruin Cynthia's night because she knows that Cynthia will forgive her for creating fake drama. I feel bad for Cynthia, but this is like Cynthia's easy for Kenya to mess with. Kenya knows Cynthia will take the bait. Cynthia takes things very seriously. And so Kenya coming down late and not really wanting to participate in her little game that she (laughs) she planned. Cynthia did exactly what Kenya needed her to do. And they got a little bit of drama and she did her job. Cynthia really, though, she, she's winning me over. I've never been a Cynthia fan. She's always just driven me to the brink of insanity because she's so awkward and like staged for camera and it's very inauthentic, but she's, they're all loose and she's such like a mama bear. So she's connecting with Kyle and Melissa and Teresa, and it's a it's a really nice thing to see. Um, Teresa's not doing a lot, but I like that because this we Teresa at her core is a loving human being. She's just really dumb on at such a surface level, simple, dumb. She can't grasp complex things. And on Jersey, it's her job to make sure she doesn't get fired. So she just stirs up drama to stir up drama. This isn't happening here. She's, uh, I don't know. I, she leaves the trip early and I'm not sure if there's like drama that goes on, but I can't even really see it happening. Her and Melissa fight a little bit. We see that in the trailer, but it's like, we don't care. We don't care. And you guys hate each other. And can we just stop like wondering if you guys can ever be friends? You cannot be friends. Honestly, I could do without Melissa. For some reason, she follows me on Instagram. She follows We Speak Housewives. And it makes me nervous because I'm not like the kindest to her in some of my posts. Um, But I, you know, she's she's kind of done it all at this point. She's never really done a lot except for fight with Teresa. Um. 
Anyway, uh, this episode though, I am recapping Salt Lake City with the one and only Lauren. She runs the account, uh, the Zen Blonde and she's big on TikTok. She focuses much of her energy over there and she's a good dive account. If you ever want, I love a good dive account. I'm always just so fascinated at how their brains work to like gather this information and then deliver it so succinctly. Um, but anyway, she's a big Bravo fan. She also went to a taping of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. There is an event at Sutton's store. She's like launching a new line with someone or something. I'm not sure, but, um, she was invited. She was invited. So she will be in the background of this scene for sure. Um, there was some fighting going on that she witnessed and she, excuse me, she got a really fun inside glimpse into it. And we talk about that, but then we go boom right into, uh, Salt Lake City. Actually, no, we talk a little bit about House of Gucci findings because I did not know the story. I just knew there was a movie with Lady Gaga coming out and she's going to have an Italian accent. But she tells us more of the story and it's going to be it's going to be a good movie. Can't wait to see it. Uh, anyway, guys, hope you enjoy. See you on the other side. Um, let's talk about the filming of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. What was, I mean, I know you posted about it, but yeah, I know. Break I it down. For Reddit, on Reddit, apparently people were DMing me. I'm like, dude, I didn't sign an NDA. I signed a, a Oh, I bet you I did. What am I, what am I saying? Of course you did. It's so funny. I, I didn't sign an NDA, just an appearance release. Um, so essentially a friend of mine knows somebody that works at Sutton store. So they did the event at Sutton store. Um, and it was for the, her like, launch with this designer alex alexis or alex mobile um the clothing is beautiful there by the way oh. in la I should like check it out but um it was just like sort of a retail party which is so funny um and so kyle um garcelle crystal the new girl diana um who else am i missing um and Dorit were all there. Um, so the only people missing were Erica and Rena. Okay, interesting. And I was like, am I going to regret doing this? Like breaking the fourth wall, you know? Am I not going to like having seen my favorite show filmed? Because is this going to like kind of pull back the curtain? And then it's going to be like realizing Santa isn't real. Totally. Kind of. um, so it didn't. Um, what I will say is I think these fights... Like, I think that the people that interject are obviously, they understood the assignment. Like they know that they're on a show and they know they have to involve and they have to keep things going, keep things interesting. Um, what my observation was, was that one of the people in the argument was getting a talking to from the producer and looked genuinely upset going in and going, you um, mean like, so they were having this conversation over here and then they looked upset, but then they went into the outside. They were totally getting a pep talk for like 10 minutes from a producer and they looked upset. They looked like they knew they were walking into something. It clearly like it, whatever was going on had been going on and whatever the last filming was, um, was my observation. And, you know, it it seemed like a genuine argument because I was thinking like, oh my gosh, like, is this going to be something where it's fake? And 
I don't think anyone's necessarily fake. I think people interject and then people having to interject because it's their job because they're on housewives and they have to keep things going, get kind of sucked in. And then it, it actually probably becomes even more of a real argument for some of them, if, if that makes sense. Totally does. That's always kind of been my theory. It's like if you put these people in a room together, yes, getting them there with cameras on is the quote staged part of it, but they are having a genuine fight once the cameras are up and running. Totally. Like, like, like the, the fight. Do you remember this was like season five, I think, of Roni and Luann and Ramona have a fight on sitting on a park bench. And obviously them walking and sitting, being mic'd up was all staged. But once the, the conversation started, it was clearly a just a gen- genuine argument they were having. So, yes, yeah. the staging part of it, I think that's why I like Bravo, because you can't avoid the staging. There's no I mean, they know they're filming. Yeah. They know like the shot list, if you will, of the day. But these people are aware that the things they say are just naturally coming out of their mouths. And as soon as something is said in front of the camera, they're going to use it. And so it's like, if you say something on camera, that might spark something even more because it's like, well, now they're going to use it. And now we have a fight for real. Totally. And I think like, for example, I'm sure as a podcast host, you'd probably say this to people, every single podcast host said this to me, we're having an offline conversation before the podcast and something interesting comes up and they say, save it for the pod. You know, and it's not that the conversation isn't genuine. It's just like, save it for the pod, you know? And so like with these women, they're all sitting down, they're all fighting. Garcelle keeps on getting up and Garcelle was like delightful. She's really the only one we truly interacted with. And she, she remembered like my friend's husband, my first name, like she, honestly, she's such a class act. Like I, I like, I really obviously left last season loving Sutton and Garcelle, but like, Garcelle will always have like a special place in my heart because I've seen how she behaves in real life. And she's honestly like a very like genuine kind person who like, even if she wasn't a housewife and she was just a stranger on the street, like I think she would just be somebody anyone would like. Um, Love it. Oh, she's great. And she kept on getting up and she was like, there's not enough alcohol in this place for me to deal with these women. Like saying funny things like that or saying, um, you know, these bitches are driving me crazy or uh, she was just being funny and going to the bar and saying funny things. So she was giving the people what they wanted. And um, you know, the conversation, it, it's not as easy to listen in as you would think. And obviously right. party. So you're, you don't want to be that jerk. That's kind of like standing at the, you know, <laughs> the table right next to them the entire time eavesdropping. Um, are we going to see you in the background? Oh, my friend Joe is so funny. Like I was like, you know, if, if anything, it's so, I would be avoiding the camera to a degree. Like, you know what I mean? In a weird way, I'd be like, I don't want to like interject myself in the shot or like, you know, yeah. like, totally fine. If like, you don't see like a, a glimmer of me, like that would be good with me. Cause I you get like nervous when there's cameras around and then you're at, in this small space already and you're kind of maneuvering around the cameras. Totally. You don't want to like disturb anything that's going on in the scene. My friend Joe was literally grabbing my hand being like, come look at this dress over here. Come look at this over here, grabbing me like, you know, pulling me around the, the space and there's no way that we're not in it. Like, yes. you know, like Kyle and Sutton are having a conversation. He pulls me right behind them. <laughs> and I was like kind of dying on the inside, but at the same time, like one, because it was funny, but two, because it was like, probably like I, something I would have been like way too timid to do, but, totally. uh, you know, it was funny. I was talking to Bravo, Bravo, Ducking Bravo, Sarah, 
And she was like, Lauren, I want you to be like um, the guy from Rhode Island with the Roni, like clutching his imaginary pearls, you know? She's like, make facial reactions. And like, I was like, I I can't even like, I'm going to be too nervous in that situation to even like be anywhere near them or whatever. But I, I probably... And in the background of I because that's part of the iconic moments. And the, when they do the cutarounds to the various reaction shots of people being like unable to avoid staring at it. Yeah. It now makes sense because you're sitting there like trying to pretend like you're not listening, but still trying to listen. So when the fights get so extreme that even the background people are just stare, staring at it, then it like it, this. It must have not been that that loud. No, no. The they- fighting necessarily with raising their voices like clearly like there was something going on but they weren't raising their voices and then Garcelle did her like signature I'm done and got up and that's when like filming wrapped but what's funny is like as again that's when filming wrapped that's kind of when they were done you know okay with shooting and then what happened was everyone got up and got onto the step and repeat and took photos together so that's how it is you know it's like they know they understood the assignment they have to save once the cameras are done, they can argue the next time they see each other, but they're just going to go on the step and repeat because they need those photos probably for when they're promoing that episode at some point. And, you know, that's, it's part of their job. So it's, they argue in a way that is not natural for most of us, but it, I do find it to be genuine and it didn't ruin the show for me at all. Um, and everyone looked great. Like there wasn't, people were asking me who looked the best. And I'm like, I'm not going to say who looked the best or the worst. Cause I think they're all like actually so I think that they actually at that event all looked spectacular, spectacular, like every single one of them. I was like, oh, they brought it. Like I liked all their looks. I liked what they decided to do all of their, all of their energy. Great. Everyone is so pretty. Like people always want like some tea that it's like, oh, the face tune's out of control. Like they don't look like that. It's like, no, everyone looks like. No, they have the money to look that good in real life. Totally. And they live in the perfect city to like, you know, get everything that they need to done. Kyle looks better than she's ever looked. Kyle looks unbelievable. She looks amazing. I, uh, I not only saw her at the Sutton thing, I, you know, I, I was like hanging in, in on Friday. I didn't want to do much of anything. And I lived down the street from Santa Monica Pier and page six released that Paris was having her neon carnival there. So I was like to my sister, I was like, you want to just go like see what's going on at the Santa Monica Pier. And we saw like everybody walk into Paris Hilton's um, one of her wedding parties and Kyle walked in and it's just like, she like, so flawless. Mauricio flawless. looking, I met Mauricio at an event for TikTok and um, he was so nice to me and gave me like a huge hug when I told him, I thought he and PK were so funny. And like, I want them to have like a travel show, you know? Yeah, no, I, what I saw, I saw Mauricio and Kyle when I worked at Soho, what everyone always asks is um, what does she look like in real life? And the very first thing I say is she's shorter than you can ever Yep. realize she is so tiny and I know you you can it's always hard to tell even though you can see like Erica so much taller everyone's so much taller than Kyle but like she's so tiny and she had when I'm when I met her she had like on these like platform sneakers that were at least four inches so she's just a little tiny thing but she is stunning in real life and I have to say for the record Mauricio so he would bring in clients a lot to entertain them because that's what you do he was such a class act because the clients were total like douchey rich people that would invite girls to come sit at the table. And Mauricio knew like this perfect boundary of being polite to them and not engaging, clearly buying people drinks and schmoozing and then leaving at the right time. 
Yeah. I was like, this guy has it down. Like he just really understands what he needs to do, but also I think they are truly in love. Oh, I do too. I do too. I remember like years ago seeing them on a plane and, and I was, you know, I was walking back. They were oh my God. back to my economy seat. And I must've been like a teenager and I wasn't that into the show, but it was like, oh my God, a celebrity. And I knew who she was. And so they were like making out in first class. I remember but, um... <laughs> oh my God, like they're all over each other. And, um, those two are definitely into each other. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like he couldn't have been nicer to me. Um, as I was like fangirling over him because it was just after the PK, not the Brian do the ankle, you know, episode. And I was like still laughing from it. I think I watched that scene like 800 times. I'm not even kidding you. Um, <laughs> I did too. I made, I like, I had a whole, um, so I, I screen recorded it and then I just edited together Mauricio's reaction shots because his <laughs> face and his like everything he was doing was so funny. I've, I've probably watched it maybe 30 times. So he I get it. Shock on his face. Yeah. And he just like is like, what? Yeah. He's like, wait, is this for real? Are you guys really saying this or are you guys making this up? It's like, what a perfect time to be super stoned. <laughs> like, oh my God. I know. And then, but also I think like he thinks that like we don't know in a, in a funny way like I think that he because I was like I was like you're like my favorite stoner housewife when I saw him and he looked like a little taken aback by that and I was like oh does he not know <laughs> like when he walked into the Chinese New Year event and started like banging on the drums <laughs> just living his best stoner life honestly good you know I mean honestly it brings so much like levity to the show it was such a good season and uh yeah it was amazing to be to, to see it filmed live. And I just have to say for everyone listening, it's still, you wouldn't be disappointed. You would still love it. So that's awesome. Yeah, um, I have another question. Like I said, I would ask you about your house of Gucci findings. Oh my God. So I actually didn't know. I didn't know the story at all. No, Did you? no me neither. I, so I saw that the movie was coming out and I was like, let me order this book. Let me like actually dig into it. And it's I, uh, it's going to be an excellent movie, I think, if they do it right, because there's really no way that uh, it couldn't be with the storyline. So um, for anyone listening, people get so upset with me on TikTok, even though I tell them I'm telling them about the book. Oh. There might be a spoiler here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going to be in the movie. I haven't seen it. I wasn't invited to the premiere. My invitation got lost in the mail. Um, I had my Gucci, you know, prepared. But um, so anyway, like, uh, the woman Patrizia Reggiani is just like a character and that's who Lady Gaga is playing. So she was like the lady of the house of Gucci. She grew up super poor. Her mother married like a, a wealthy businessman and then her life changed. And so she met uh, Maurizio Gucci at a party in Milan. They get married. They moved to New York. Her, his father is so disapproving of her. I think she's like a social climber. They moved to New York. She becomes a socialite there and she really gets the brand like in the right hands she was like very much an ambassador of the brand and like very oh. much like a business confidant to her husband and like so she she was very much responsible for like kind of keeping the brand going in those circles and she was like friends with jackie o and stuff she would spend like fifteen thousand dollars a month on orchids and like host these color parties where the theme would be a color and her favorite color was orange which is ironic because she ends up in jail <laughs> um so anyway like she through like the help of a celebrity psychic friend hires two hitmen to kill her husband after um, 
he would left her uh, for a friend that was at their wedding. It was a childhood friend. And the way he left her was, he was like, I'm going to do business in Milan or in um, Florence, which is where the original Gucci store was. I'm going to do business in Florence. And so he goes on this like quote unquote business trip, but really he was leaving her and his friend told her the next day. Um, so he didn't even tell her it was like the modern day, like breaking up over a text message, but it was a 10 year marriage um, or the not modern day, the, the 19, I guess, eighties version. Um, and so anyway, like this woman though, yeah, she got him killed and it was just so, so crazy. Um, she wow. Ferret in jail. So she had a ferret named Bambi in jail. Like, what? Heard <laughs> that. Um, she was diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder and like she clearly is like a very domineering presence. So she was allowed to this ferret named Bambi in jail. And Bambi was killed because an inmate sat on Bambi. Um, she was eligible for day release. So they were like, you can leave during the day. Like you just, it's contingent upon you getting a job. And so she's in like dealing with the judge. Like he's like offering her this. And she's like, I've never worked a day in my life and I don't plan on starting now. So instead of being able to like leave prison for <laughs> a job, she just stayed in prison. And she served like 18 of the 26 years when she got out because Italy doesn't have slasher laws. She was owed back alimony because she, in her divorce proceedings, was supposed to be given alimony for the rest of her life through the estate, even if her husband passed away. So she was given a lump sum of $26 million in back alimony when she gets out of jail. And then now every year she gets $1.5 million from the Gucci estate still. But she, her daughters tried to stop it because her daughters were like siding with her for a really long time. And now they like don't want anything to do with her. Um, and now if you're in Milan and you see a woman walking around with a macaw on her shoulder, it's probably Patrizia Gucci because she walks around with a freaking parrot on her shoulder like Jafar. And so, <laughs> she's like, it's funny because I've done these videos and people are like, oh my God, slay, like queen. And I'm like, guys, she like had her cousin. <laughs> I get it. It's iconic. It's so interesting. Like it's kind of like, it's so hard because I'm like, it is so like, she's such a like interesting character, but at the same time, I have to remember, like, she's a murderer. Um, so it's very, it's here and it's, it's hard because people like fall in love with like all the craziness. I'm like, guys, don't forget. I mentioned it in all my videos, like 18 times she killed her husband. She had him killed through her celebrity psychic friend and her hitman contacts it's just so ridiculous it's gonna be a crazy movie that's very like on brand with reality tv fans in general like that's kind of why kelly dodd everyone was like i'm into kelly dodd i think i can say i was actually never a kelly dodd fan because i was like i don't know i'm just getting like she just stresses me out uh but it's like it's it's just one little notch over and then they're then you're like oh wait they're too crazy but we like started yeah. plotting the insanity right away. We're like, I love it. I'm here for that queen. Yes, get it. Just don't piss her off. It's your fault. You pissed her off. Like we're totally co-signing bad behavior until it's like, oh, wait, no, actually like you are an insane person and you maybe should be institutionalized. Well, it's like, I think there's a threshold, right? And I, I think there's like a few people, like my friend loves Mary Cosby and like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm like, he, I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's, she's so entertaining, but she's like crazy. Like not to be like mean, but like, she's, she's like a loose cannon, you know? But I think that's why he loves her. And she hasn't necessarily done anything like super malicious, but I'm kind of just like, Ooh, like she's got some like skeletons coming out next, you know? Like, I think like there's more to that story than we, we can all probably guess what, what the more is, but there's going to be more coming up. Um, and it's interesting how we can 
go through like phases of like liking these housewives and then they cross a line and we have our thresholds and then it's just like oh no like I'm trying to think if there's anyone that I, I was like that with I don't know I guess maybe when I was a newer housewives fan maybe I was entertained by Vicky and then I I really oh, yeah. really was like I really don't like you um I can't get on the Vicky I mean she was for a couple seasons there yes she was iconic and she was great tv but yeah. Um, I think it's faces by Bravo coined the phrase OGitis, where they start to take themselves too seriously. And like, they kind of, they don't understand exactly what they're being applauded for by the fans. So, so they try to like, because the problem is it's kind of, I think this is what happened with Dorinda. Everyone applauds the crazy outbursts that that's the part that becomes iconic, you know, her clip clip, that whole thing. I mean, to, to be honest, yeah. that might be my most favorite scene of all time the clip, the whole scene is amazing. Um, but then like Dorinda started to go way too far. It's like, she lost the plot. She lost like a grip on reality. And so every single moment was this explosion that was irrational and like going too far. And like, that's Vicky now. Also, I better not see Vicky talking about how the vaccine is going to kill everybody. Well, that's what, that's why these past few years, it's like now, like, it's like, she is on a level like persona non grata with me that like, is so insane. Like when I saw like Steve Lodge on the ballot, like I just like my blood was like boiling. Um, and of course the anti-vax stuff is just so mad dangerous and, and dangerous because it, there is a like life cost. And that's when it's like, you are crossing the line, um, in such a big way with me that I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like, well, and I, I had said to someone, I posted on my stories, like I, cause it was Andy talking to Michael Rappaport, which I need to, I need them to stop making Michael Rappaport a thing. He's yeah, why did he come out of left field? Like I'm where he's, is he's always on Watch What Happens Live. Why? Yeah, always, always. But Andy was talking about how the the second ultimate girls trip or all stars or whatever they're gonna call it. He's like, that one is just action-packed and jam-packed and it's wall-to-wall crazy. And I posted, well, they better edit out all of Vicky's anti-vax stuff. And someone messaged and said, No, it's gonna be fun watching. Uh, Dorinda and Vicky go back and forth. I said, no, because then it's going to be whose team are you on? As if this is some typical housewives fight, because there is a, there is a demographic of people who are going to agree with Vicky and it's like putting Fox news on Bravo. Yeah. Yeah. So let's no. please edit it out. I'm begging you Bravo. I agree. Cause I think it's just like, it's all fun and games usually, but this is definitely like life or death. And um, it's so much more serious and that's why like, you know, even Kelly Dodd and like, oh my gosh, like the whole situation with her, you know, dressing up in Native American garb oh my and God. Like, honoring her culture. And then, um, her husband or her fiance with the Alec Baldwin thing, it was like, you guys like just reached like new lows that I didn't even know were possible for anyone. Yeah. Um, sanity, absolute insanity. But I think with Dorinda, what was interesting was like, I, everything you were saying like really checks out. And I think too, it's like the New York housewives move quickly and they move on quickly. And like at one moment they could be like screaming at each other and like mortal enemies. And the next moment they're like hugging and they're drunk and they're best friends. They keep it moving with something happened between Dorinda and Tinsley, where it was like Dorinda was like targeting Tinsley in such an intense way that it wasn't even fun to watch. It just felt like 
it just felt like uh, she was going in for the kill and she just wanted to twist the knife and she was just really triggered by Tinsley. She was like even doing the the evil villain laugh after she would say something and she would like laugh this like evil villainous laugh. Like when she said the turkey baster comment, I was like, oh God, and she started going, like, we've lost her. I was like, oh dear Lord. Like, yeah, know, Dorinda, you know, yeah. just too, too much, too much, too far. Um, let's move us into Salt Lake City. Let's get let's get down and dirty. God, I'm dying to talk about this with a little recappy of Salt Lake City. So they give they start out with kind of re like redoing the whole Heather. T- I love Heather just going out of the bus to talk to the feds. Like, excuse me, what's happening out here? Um, and they uh, are back in the bus, like trying to figure it out. And Heather cannot believe it. Heather is still thinking that Coach Shaw is internally bleeding. And they're like, Heather, no, that's that's not, he's fine. He's fine. She got tipped off. That's what she says. What if she's on the run? Which is an amazing line. Uh, but then Lisa, when like John calls and she's crying, like already, and she just keeps like like covering, she keeps covering her her mouth as if like the as if she's not mic'd. Um, but Jenny, unfazed, she's grabbing snacks. Not only she's pillaging, pillaging Jen snacks. And she's like, well, she's not coming back. It was just truly like, yeah, she was so fast, Jen. She was so unfazed. But then Barlow is like, ooh, I want those. And she reaches for the lifesaver mints. I'm like, what do you want mints for? That's the worst thing that was in there. Like, who needs that many like suckers and like mints and like lollipops? I was like, that's just gonna give you like a stomach ache you girls have like a five-hour drive like I wouldn't be feeling good after that yeah uh but then we we get the uh, house the house in Vail and Meredith is always a little pilled out but she's like a little extra pilled out in my opinion here and then like the girl gives her the bubbles and she's like yeah and as soon as she takes a sip I'm like (laughs) she's about to be wasted oh my god wait I didn't even think about that she truly I guess like when I really like observe her behavior like yeah there's definitely like a zanny going on or something you know she's just like very chilled out yeah she's like grounded but disconnected in like a very nice way like I would love to know like the ratio that she has going on yeah I want what she's on I want what she's having jeez uh, so then back to the bus, like, so basically Meredith is having this lovely, beautiful day. She's showing up at this mansion, looking at veil houses and they're on the bus panicking. Like they're panicking. The music is perfect too. Cause the music has that like, like, uh, action movie, like score going the whole time, which by the way, whoever did all the editing and scoring for this, they need to be nominated for an Emmy. Yes. It's Just- amazing. Well, bravo. It's so good. So good. I mean, this episode like is going to be like a scary island, you know, where it's like it's going to go down in like housewives history that we're going to like we're always going to remember this episode. It was so crazy. But then this is when go ahead to watch this. Like I was like, I can't believe we get to watch this. Also, like, do you watch do you watch? I'm assuming you do. Do you watch a lot of true crime? I'm, I'm very into true crime. Yes. I love, love good true crime. Same. So it was kind of this perfect marriage of like the two genres that I, I either am watching true crime or Bravo. So I was like, this just feels right. This just, yes. 
this is now the new standard. I need an arrest on every single season of every single franchise moving forward. Yes, we think they should like they should just cast at least like one like kind of like questionable person who is like <laughs> they like look like they have a lot of wealth, but it's like the the way that they have the wealth is like kind of unclear and they're like, "You know, what? we're not even going to ask. Welcome to the cast." Like, yeah. Yeah, we need like one sketchbook. I mean, we've had like when you think about it, we've had like a bunch of people. We've had, you know, Teresa, um, Erica, uh, Jen, like implicated, you know, which is kind of crazy that, you know, all these people have been implicated from these shows because you would think that if you were doing something, um, and again, like we don't know how much Erica knows, but you you would think if they if somebody was doing something maybe semi-sketchy or was involved in something or maybe felt like they were involved in something the last thing they'd want to do is you know flaunt their wealth on a bravo tv show it just Um, speaks to the narcissism in all of them that they're like well yeah i'm doing this stuff but those rules those are for other people i i don't i get away with everything well i couldn't even believe that jen shaw like posted a photo of herself and then was like bragging about how it was supposed to be the best episode in housewives history it's like dude like if I were you, I'd be crawling under a rock somewhere. When she did that, I was like, okay, I get when Erica does it because Erica has not been technically charged, but you are literally charged. Okay. Yeah. And awaiting trial. So yeah. stop. Uh, but Jenny, oh, actually the first thing that starts here is that the who, who called the feds storyline starts to go through, starts to, starts to ramp up. And I'm like, guys, there's no one calling feds. They they didn't they don't need one of you to call them to let them know where Jen is. They've been tracking her. Now, did you hear the rumor that Meredith may have tipped them off or something? I, I've heard that float around that she tipped them off to where they'd be that day. But it's like if they could find her in her escape vehicle with her aunt, they were not going to have her, any trouble finding her with the entire Bravo cast. But I wonder if they premeditated that and they're like, you know what? they're not filming today. They're filming tomorrow. Let's arrest her tomorrow. Cause that'll be so maybe one of the like Homeland security was a Bravo fan. They're like, let's make this like a banging season. Like (laughs) they did us a favor. (gasps) Oh my God. They're like, Oh my God. I've always wanted to be on the show. Come on guys. Let's wait till tomorrow. We've been doing, we've been like holding up for nine years. Like one more day, like one more day. They're filming. I like living in that reality though. Is that I see I could I just love that idea. Let's go with it. I'm I'm there for that. I think they all, even if they weren't Bravo fans, do you think the people that arrested her watched? I feel like they had to. Well, maybe they didn't. Again, they are like the FBI, Homeland Security. Like I don't know the things that they need to take in because like for me, this would be vital viewing if I was running a case against Jen Shaw. Because I feel like she's flaunting her wealth you would think that they're kind of doing what they were doing with Erica, where they were like taking note of every single thing that she's put in on screen. So, you know, I'm just so jealous of law enforcement these days because they are getting all uncut footage of so many shows. I, we just wish we could, we could watch. I hope they, uh, I hope they had a viewing party at their office with like snacks and like hors d'oeuvres and drinks. And I hope they like cheered when they saw like everyone's faces on, on the screen. Like, Oh my God, there you are. Look, there you are. I really that's how I it went down in my dreams and I I just hope it was more premeditated than we know oh my god I love that so much oh my god that Lauren that was good that was uh I'm gonna live in this place now and I'm happy about it yeah it's a good place to be (laughs) yeah because they're like they're people too 
and they're like, oh my God, did you see, did you see, you know, so-and-so on, uh, on, on Sunday night's episode? I did. She was the one saying we're executing a search warrant. She was great. I was like, my dad was on Bravo. Yeah. He was arresting Jen Shaw. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Um, okay. Let's see here. Heather, uh, she's like still, she's just still blown away. She's like, uh, Homeland Security could have cuffed her and taken her on the spot. And Lisa's like, Heather, why do you think they were there? But of course, she just really believed when they were like, we just want to make sure she's okay. We just want to make sure she's okay. And Heather's like, oh dear, maybe, maybe she's like escaping some, some dangerous situation. And actually on the after show, uh, they talked about how in New York, years ago, Jen had a really scary stalker who came out to Utah to like physically hurt her and her family. And so he's now, I guess, in prison, I guess he's at Rikers, I think. Um, Jen then tried to further explain that situation uh, on the after show, but her stories on the after show are so convoluted. I'm like, I, I don't believe anything that comes out of your mouth right on the spot. You said coach Shaw had internal bleeding. So now literally anything that comes out of her mouth is just not believable. So they thought that it could have been something related to that, but they didn't include that in the actual episode. They thought maybe it was the stalker guy. So they were, they were, there was a reason for her to maybe think that she, it was a safety issue, but Heather really was just like the village idiot in this one, in my opinion. Sorry, Heather. She was no, I know. But she was. I think that it's just like you. She wants to see the best in her friend, and so the wool was over her eyes. And I think like loyalty is important to her, and she wants to be a loyal friend and not like a fair weather friend. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes people deserve to be like thrown under (laughs) under the bus. I think you know she gets a pass for this episode because it was shot probably shocking. But some of the, like what she said on what's watch what happens live. I was like, oh my gosh, like that was weird. I forget what she said about that like, clip, right? The clip where she was like at where Andy asked like the, a couple weeks ago, you're talking about, right? Not the most recent yeah. one. Yeah. And she happens to be, I don't know why, but because I, I screen recorded that one too. So I like lived with it for a minute. She's chewing hollow bread. And so she's like having a hard time like chewing and she's answering. A, it was just a very strange moment, but she says she didn't even bother to ask Jen if she did it because she said it's irrelevant. And I was like, I don't know if that's the right way to think about it. She has a soft spot for Jen. I do not understand exactly like when they had their makeup moment at the ice igloo thing, I was like, Jen didn't say anything that explained anything. She just denied even knowing she has a Twitter account. And (laughs) Heather brought up multiple things of being like, I saw video of you calling me Shrek and calling me like whatever. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then Heather's like, how do we become friends again? <gasps> Hi, Kitty. We got, we got a, a friend. She loves the housewives. Oh my gosh. You are really pretty. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my goodness. Um, um, okay. I'll, let's move on. Cause we have so much left to do. Okay. I'm going to focus so much. Um, how do you feel about Lisa Barlow covering her mouth and saying, I think Meredith might know something when she was on the phone with, I believe it was John. I think where there's smoke, there's fire. And I have a suspicion that like, there's been so much buzz on the internet about Meredith potentially tipping off the feds to where she was, or like having some sort of information or having a PI. And like, I think that like Jen went after her son and 
there's a possibility that maybe she was she knew a little bit of some a little something because I think I don't know if you've ever known somebody go down for something or like somebody in your your hometown or whatever but like usually there's some sort of inkling but you don't have the full picture but there's some sort of inkling that like oh like maybe her business is sketchy and ooh maybe this is going to come out like you know I think we're now seeing it with Mary but like also with Dorit and PK, like some of their stuff that never really like came to fruition. It's like, I'm kind of expecting that to resurface at some point. Cause it seems like he has some deaths and like, there's some, there's been some stuff. Um, so do you think Lisa was being shady to Meredith in that moment? I didn't even think it was shady, but if a bunch of people commented that it was really shady of her to say it miked on camera. I didn't take it as that. Let me just, I'll give my opinion first. I took it as her meaning, like, I think we can ask Meredith what's going on because I think she, and I think it was, I think what she was thinking about was that we find out later one of Jen's people stole from her store. I think it was that. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that had to have been it. I didn't take it as shade at all. I just think obviously Meredith had a lot of gripes with her. So she probably aired some of those off camera already to Lisa or somebody who told Lisa. Yeah. Like or- a kind of as simple as like Meredith saying, like, I don't know, Jen's businesses are not great. And Lisa's kind of been like an, a Jen apologist. And yeah. maybe she's like, Oh, I or the people Meredith. Jen associates with. And like, what does that mean? It could have been something super broad, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we're on the same page with this yeah. one. Cause I'm yeah. actually, as much as I know, Lisa Barlow is scheming and plotting and doing all the things. I really like Lisa Barlow. Yeah. I like her too. I get like, I, I see through it. I absolutely do see what she's doing, but like I somehow managed to still like her, which is the first time I've ever been able to like someone who's clearly kind of like the villain, if you will. I'm like, but I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm into her. I think she's hilarious. Um, Whitney's detective skills start to kick in and she's like, Lisa, you've been the closest with her this whole time. Have you not heard anything? And I was like, there she goes. <laughs> she's gathering that evidence. Lisa. Her lawyers she was like so sketched out by that yeah and then like the Whitney oh my god that meow oh they're 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 like the morning is their time to be like to be that's how over. my cats are too they they do like the zoomies where they go like chasing each other all over um Whitney's confessional when she breaks down lead marketing I was like okay girl you can explain that to me anytime you want I was amazed I now understand like Jen's crimes more than I ever did I was like, oh, (laughs) that's what we were concerned about now. Like it all, like it all makes sense. And like, people were like, is it suspicious that like she knew this? And I'm like, no, like she just like. And someone said to me, cause I said, I posted that I was like, okay, Whitney, like proven, proven, even me wrong that you are maybe smarter than you, than you, than you look. Uh, and someone said, I don't know about that. Uh, it seems more like she just knows about some corrupt stuff. Like, why does she know all that? And I said, well, criminals are smart too. So. Yeah. And she like, this is something that's probably been done before. Like, you don't know. She could have seen a news segment like where, so. I know I, I, I'm right there with you. I love the montage of Lisa Barlow on the phone, calling all of her lawyers. And at one point being like, I'm shaking, like I'm shaking. <laughs> her was really like killing me I was just like oh my god please stop like please like I I don't know why like Lisa's crying was like it was really extreme <laughs> it was like Heather was like softly crying she's like I just, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm 
something and I'm like oh my god like please Lisa stop, stop. she kept going I feel so bad no I feel so bad no I feel so bad I'm like okay Lisa it's we don't we don't need to know that okay so move it want, along you know uh, the- when Whitney sees the article and she's like the way she like explains it they all are like no no Jenny is so unfazed. She just they cut to her just like taking a sip of whatever drink she has. She's like, I don't have the text yet, so I don't know what's going on. Like Jenny you've been through really this for like the topic to change, like and like, yeah, I couldn't believe how uninterested she was in all of it. I even if I like didn't like the person or what, whatever the case may be, oh my gosh, I would have been on my phone like researching. Like she did not care. I think I, she's clearly been through something. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah, to not to be yeah, cuz with trauma like you you can have trouble accessing your emotions, you know? So like shock she might have not the shock might not hit her in the same way. Yeah, she's definitely probably or she's been I meant even like she's been accused and gone through like similar allegations kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. She was know. like they're going to raid her house. I was like she knew yeah, you know what? You're so right about that. I was like, okay. She was like, they had a warrant for her arrest. That's why they were able to go chase after her. Next, they're going to raid her house. Anyway, pass the snacks. It's like, okay, Jenny. That's so interesting. You know, I didn't even think about it that way because I, I'm like a fair weather SLC girl. Like, I watched the last two episodes because of the arrest, and like, I've seen like I've seen bits and pieces of the season, but like. I've just had too many shows. Um, I get it. I feel like I don't know Jenny that well, but I obviously saw the TikTok of her niece calling her out, um, which was crazy. And uh, yeah, that's interesting because you would have to, it, you, you have to have to wonder how Whitney or Jenny would know these like details, right? Because like, you know, yeah, your average person wouldn't. So it's like, where did they get this information? Yeah. yeah. Did you watch like a ton of like cop shows or like, yeah has something happened or have something happened to somebody they knew um yeah I guess we'll probably find out if there's anything there I like Whitney breaking the tension saying I I've never really understood how she gets her money I just sort of assumed she had a sugar daddy she's like I had a sugar daddy get your life girl you get it Whitney has I was not a big fan of Whitney at the beginning of the season but she's really won me over these last now three episodes so I'm on board I like her thinking that she is like solving crime and actually very well, very eloquently explaining to us the charges against Jen. Thank you. Me, Detective Megan King Edmonds, and, or I guess she's now Megan something else, but uh, yeah, it's giving me Megan King Edmonds energy and I, I'm here for it. I love totally. when one of these women becomes like a sleuth against the other. Like it's just, <laughs> yes. it's all, it's all of us and it's assisting us in our own like sleuthery. So I'm totally. here for it. <laughs> uh but then oh when they go to Jen's house and show them pulling her kids out with that their hands hot. up oh that was, that was almost like I was like almost like I get I almost felt like that shouldn't have been on TV I I'm right there with you I was like this is just a bad look it's we don't need to see it I get that you wanted us to get we didn't we could have seen them going into the house I just didn't need to see them being no. pulled from the house um yeah. It was they're really dark. Yeah. All this. And they're, you know, they're young and their friends are going to see that and they're going to have to relive that trauma from that always being on the internet. I just felt like that was unnecessary personally. Totally. I didn't see that. 
Um, uh, I liked the producer, though, walking up and being like, hey, I was just like showing up to work. Like, what's happening? Why are there all these cops here? And like the equivalent of like, if you showed up at your job, whatever that is, and being like, whoa, there's Homeland Security and FBI. And he's like, hey, uh, I, uh, I work on the production that works with Jen. What's this? They're like, we're executing a search warrant. He's like, oh, OK, OK. What do you think Andy Cohen was like when he got that call? He was like, you, did you think he was like, oh my gosh, this season's going to be amazing. And he 100%. was like, hundred percent. hundred percent. I think he was like, cameras were there. We were filming. Please tell me we were filming. I almost I wonder if he was mad that they didn't get them like arresting her. I wonder if he was like, please tell me cameras were there when she actually got arrested. They're like, no, she was in a getaway car. He got fired for not tailing that car. <laughs> it's like someone is fired for that. Um, so Lisa calls Meredith and, um, Meredith is not even kind of phased. She gets the news and she says, I'm not even surprised. Now I wouldn't call this heartless because Meredith had been through the ringer with Jen and nobody seemed to want to give her the understanding of why she would be mad at Jen. Jen, like everyone was like, just get over it. Just get over it. And I was like, you guys realize that Jen is a nightmare and you're all just kind of letting her get away with this. Like, I don't even run my Twitter lie that she's because she's trying to have a redemption season. So Meredith knew Meredith is like pilled out bottle of bubbles down. She's like, no one wanted to believe me, but that's okay. See you guys soon. (laughs) She goes, just so you know, we have a beautiful home that we're going to be staying in. I'm like, you are a savage. No, truly. I mean, I, I would have had even again, even if I hated somebody and suspected them, I would have been on my phone. I would have been in every article, like digging through being like, what's going on here. She was so unfazed. It was unbelievable to me. I could not. I was like, you don't care at all. I mean, I think even like somebody who doesn't even watch the show would be interested. Like they heard, like, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, I couldn't believe how unfazed she was and just her in that bubble bath and like everyone arriving, um, Mary getting there and she's still in the bubble bath, just like zooted and just chilling, you know, just chilling. Lisa says something kind of weird here. She says in her confessional uh, that she's like, I think Meredith knows more than we all know. And I'm just really shocked by her lack of concern. I'm like, didn't you say that she knows something? And I, I just thought Lisa, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on Lisa because she's also a little wary of when they get this. Oh, we obviously we get Jen walking out of court. That was iconic, but we'd all already seen the shot so many times that it was a little underwhelming. Not going <laughs> to lie. Um, but then they're back on the bus talking about the money laundering. And they're, I love I love the referencing of Ozark because let's face it, that's where a lot of us get this information. Uh, and that's when. Whitney eloquently describes it, but Barlow gets really defensive because Whitney's like, this is why Jen keeps starting up new businesses, because when you're starting up a business, you can funnel money into it. And you as it's a tax write off, essentially like a a loss, if you will. And Barlow's like, um, how does Whitney know so much about washing money and like running a fraudulent business? And then it occurred to me that Barlow has tons of businesses. So I was like, okay, well, maybe you're doing a little something like that too. You don't, you, she's, she's loving starting a business called Fresh Wolf with her children, which is a men's skincare line. It's the most random thing. So random. So random. Yeah, maybe that's interesting. Wow. That's a good observation. Like we're going to have to keep our eye on her. 
Yeah. So I'm just, I'm watching her because she also, yeah. in the after show, they, uh, Whitney and Heather talk about how Lisa Barlow was being, at, like, they didn't even show half of what Lisa was doing. She was like, I'm going to call my, I'm getting on the phone with my attorney. It's also Angelina Jolie's attorney. And like being very, very bizarre. And so let's keep an eye on her for real. Um, Mary arrives in Vail, which Mary on a girl's trip, it's just like seeing something that doesn't belong because she's not someone who like goes with the other people's flow. Mary yeah. is the leader. So when she has to like arrive somewhere and like pick a room to be amongst girls, it's like, I want to see it because it just doesn't make sense. Uh, and of course, Meredith is in the bath. Now, what is your take on this? Personally, I think it is a little rude. And if she was going to be in the bath, she needed way more bubbles because I was getting nervous for her. Um, oh. And I want food. I was right there with Mary. I was like, yeah, no, I would like to be greeted with some snacks. Personally, I would never, uh, never be in a bathtub when guests are arriving. But maybe if I, you know, had whatever cocktail of, you know, things that Meredith maybe maybe I'd be like I just want to be relaxed where am I relaxed the bathtub like they can help themselves to everything else um but no I mean I would have had the door closed I would have been like oh my gosh people are arriving soon better get out yeah instinct instinct would be like someone's here let me get up but Meredith made a choice because she knew that they were going to be filming and showing everyone's arrivals yeah over and over again so she's like I shall be in a bath for this scene. <laughs> like she was oh, in the yeah. bath for so long. There's no way that water was still warm. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, she stayed in that bathtub for so long. She so. revamped the bath. Like she added more bubbles. She added hot water because when the second group of girls came, it was like, she had re like reinvigorated the bath because she's like, hold on. I'm not quite ready for my moment. And then she's like, Oh, Hey guys. Again, I'm like, Meredith, you're insane. And I, she has like the little, little glass of bubbles, like almost gone behind her too. It's like, this is iconic. This whole episode is iconic. She's like cosplaying Sonia Morgan. You know what I mean? It was like, cause Sonia is the only person that could get away with like being in a bathtub. Like I, when Sonia does it, I don't even flinch. Sonia could have like an entire like <laughs> at her house, like arriving like to her in the bathtub. And I would not question it for a moment, you know? But, totally. Like, like, it's yeah. Sonia can get away with it. Meredith. It was like, it was, it seemed very contrived and honestly, totally. it was giving me like, godfather like i don't know it was it just was really funny like it was just and to top it off it was heather's room oh yeah yeah she christened the bathtub which i was like oh my gosh that made it almost like a violation <laughs> it's like rude right, right? Oh. um mary is like when this goes down i'm filled with compassion i don't know how meredith does it meaning meredith was being cold as ice i'm like oh yes the dynamics that this is creating we could never have predicted we would see a dynamic. Like it does something I'm sure to the group psyche, like someone just got raided and arrested and charged. The whole group has to like spiral out of control and it's wonderful. Um, oh, and at the bus, in the bus, Whitney talks a little bit about her fight with Mary. Um, Jenny, What's your take on Jenny and the way she did? Did you see the episode? Actually, maybe you didn't where she snaps like, let's go, let's go, because you've only watched the last two episodes, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't see that part. Yeah, I, I, I catch snippets like I just I usually turn it on when I'm doing something. So I catch snippets. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I, I thought it was funny, like hilarious because Mary 
like Jenny was being aggressive and being like, let's fucking go shut the fuck up, which is aggressive. Uh, but Mary's like incapable of having someone do something like that, which is clearly just like generally directed at the group. Uh, even though it was kind of pointed to Mary, but Mary's like, Oh, don't do that. Don't she like honed right in on it and was like, I will never forgive you. So I think they're just like a really good combination because they'll never get along. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, those two are like oil and water, like never, never, never. never. Um, they both like have like a similar, like almost like element of like, they're like a bit of, they're both kind of a wild card in a weird way. Yes. In terms of their behavior. So I yes. think the two wild cards, like, need to match with somebody who's more even keeled but since they're both kind of like whirling dervishes is like they just like knock into each other yeah it's it's they're always gonna clash that's exactly it that's exactly <laughs> it and jenny even says because they're like when you get there you know just be cool with mary you know don't be scared she's like i'm not scared i am very confrontational i love it i love it jenny own it that's why you get paid the big bucks jenny <laughs> yeah and like and, and jenny uh uh barlow's like well you know you left you guys left on a high note when we went sledding or whatever they were doing snow tubing and jenny's like well no if we were good i would have been invited to the cooking thing and then barlow gets triggered she's like well everyone isn't always invited to everything let's remember that i'm like uh-huh yeah because Jack might make the guest list and, and, and disinvite some of you. Like, please, when Barlow said that Jack made the guest list and that was her oh, excuse, God. I was like, is this why you have kids? So that you can literally just throw everything on your child? She was scheming when she had those kids years ago. She was like, <laughs> let me, you know what the other thing is too, is like, I feel like, you know, to a degree, a lot of these people are very self-aware and they want to they try to manipulate their appearance on these shows. But I feel like with Mary... And with Jenny, there's like, there's, isn't that self-awareness? There's just like purely reactive. Yes. What makes them fun to watch. Like Mary, the lack of self-awareness with Mary and some of the things that she says are just like, they can please never get rid of Mary. Like she's (laughs) so entertaining. I like, I love watching her. Um, I like when they arrive and fail, Heather walks in and goes, it's the feds. (laughs) That was <laughs> <laughs> and he's like too soon and I'm like oh my gosh like Heather's like oscillating between like being the most devastated and like wanting <laughs> to give Jenna head start and then like the first to make a joke about the feds and I'm just like <laughs> people just don't know how to act in that situation that's the real truth of it I think she even said like this is how I cope I cope by making an awful joke about it that would be um, me I'd- joke too soon I, I i can relate to that totally <laughs> just because i get uncomfortable and nervous so then i'm just gonna make a very inappropriate joke yep and it just makes it worse yep totally yeah. now i'm like um, uncomfortable too like uncomfortable times too it's not good yeah um so they 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 are clearly not going to fight over rooms because they have bigger fish to fry like that would just be ridiculous if they did yeah um, and then Heather, Heather really is hitting me with the one-liners. She's like looking through a room. She's like, this is a good quality room. It's easy to escape. The feds show up. It's like, you are, you're really delivering for me. You're just, uh, so, okay. They sit down for this dinner, like the kind of last scene of this whole thing. And, um, Mary is seemingly very compassionate. Like I was really sort of surprised um, at first. She's like, I just want to know how she's doing. Has anyone talked to her? And then she's just like, oh, I just feel for them. I just, you know, that must be horrible. But then they start to discuss more. Meredith's like, so how are we all feeling about this? And they start to kind of 
share their you know opinions on what's going on and Whitney again sort of explains well this is what the this is what the accusations are and then Mary switches boom I feel betrayed I never saw nothing good in her that was quick <laughs> that was like immediate that's what I love about Mary is she like doesn't <laughs> realize that like she's like contradicting her statement <laughs> like I love Mary for that reason because she's just so like it's just she is you don't have a clue what's going to come out of her mouth next like you truly have you cannot take her pulse because she will change it and if you say you that's different what you just said she'll be like then okay then and like give you crazy eyes you're like never mind i'm not going to question it so so meredith tells the shoplifting story and i don't know if you saw but on the after show heather talks about how she's like i actually employed this same guy uh, and he, it seems like what he did was he took like a, not even, a, maybe not even a tip, but maybe she like paid for the service through him. And he like took that money and didn't like charge it to the company. I couldn't quite tell what it was, but she had to fire the same guy for, uh, stealing essentially. So this guy has like a track record of it. He's also come out and posted a whole bunch of stuff about how it's not true and claiming that he didn't take the bag and the, you know, anyone stealing something wouldn't just be holding it up like that. Um, which we all see him walk out with a bag that isn't inside of another bag. He's try- he's just convoluted stuff. So this really offended Meredith because for Meredith, she's like, how could you employ someone who stole from my store? Um, and then Lisa, and then, uh, someone says, I think it might be Mary. Someone says that she was flagged at Louis Vuitton for always paying cash. And Never. at first I forgot that like Louis Vuitton was expensive. So I was like, cause I was like using like target prices. Like I was like, so who cares? Like who cares if she pays, but it's like $30,000 all cash, like every single time I get it now. Never mind. That is. And then Lisa Barlow being flagged at Louis Vuitton would be worse than the feds coming for me. <laughs> yes. So- Barlow is just absolutely kill me yeah i mean that's very bizarre to have thirty thousand dollars cash every and time once like multiple times you know yeah yeah that's that's very very strange um also thinking of mary going back to mary flipping i'm thinking like maybe maybe she was thinking about the family and then switched to just thinking about jen yep i think everyone like loved jen's husband and her son and like that's who i feel bad for like you her know, sons, I have sons. Yeah. Son, yeah. I really feel bad for the kids. Um, but yeah, paying cash at Louis Vuitton. I can't even imagine. Does she bring it in in a duffel bag or like a briefcase or like, how do you even, how do you even carry that much money? It has to be a briefcase, right? It has to be. But then it's like, do you, do you have the briefcase? And then you're like <laughs> anywhere else. Like, what if you really have to use the restroom? It's like, I would be like, oh, I don't want to go into like, the restroom with $30,000. Like I need to get rid of this immediately. Cause I can't be like walking through this, like wherever I'm shopping with this much money. Like I'd have people That's around a good point. For security. And it's probably, it's gotta be locked, right? It's gotta be like one of those like safe, like guarded briefcase things. That's like, you take that, that yeah, that's absurd. Like every time this person I'm shows sure. up, like if you yeah. $30,000, it's going to be a huge stack still, Dude. you know? Yeah. I just want to bathe in that though. Me too. Oh my God. Um, Heather tells the most bizarre Uber story from like a few days prior, how 
how uh, she had put Jen in an Uber. They were leaving to go. Like they were leaving. They'd been hanging out all night. And when she checked the status to make sure Jen got home, okay, Jen had gotten out at like an intersection half a mile away. And then Barlow starts going, what day was that? What time? And Barlow starts like revving up the tears. She's like, I just, I just want to know. Like, and they're like, do you know something? Do you know, what do you know? And Lisa's like, you guys. And Whitney goes, if we do not share what we know, we're in danger. I'm like, mic drop, mic drop, you guys. This is yeah. cinema. This is like art. Mwah. It's so good. It's so good. so good. So, and next week we, I didn't realize we we're going to get Jen so quickly already on camera. Next week, she's talking to her lawyer, crying about how she built this, took her forever to build this business. And now look, it's all going to come crumbling down. Okay. So, so insane. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, if she just applied like whatever savvy it took her to like scheme these people to like a legitimate business, she probably could have been successful in that as well. Um, and were not- you covering the Jen Shaw arrest? I can't remember. I did to a degree. Like I was on, I was on the call, you know, That's I was on right. The- were you on the call? No, I was, I was traveling. Like I was like flying from Florida to Los Angeles when it was going down. Oh, like I'm a great A psycho with this stuff. So like, <laughs> I, like, I, it was like, bravo, bravo, duck, bravo, BBF, bravo. I'm good friends with both of them. One of them told me we have this dial in number and I was like, oh my God. So I was like in the woods where twilight was filmed in Washington. I think it's, it's Forks, Washington, like in the woods, like in a log cabin with my sister who like only likes bravo from a periphery like from me like she thinks it's funny like the stuff that I tell her in the memes but like she doesn't watch and um so I'm like dialing in and I'm so excited screaming out to my sister like oh my god I'm on the housewives court case like oh my god like I'm on the try like I'm on the call and then like the it guy- was chaos I heard it was just pure chaos everyone please mute your phones and I'm like I was mortified. I almost like hung up. I was so mortified, but like, I literally like, I'm pretty sure was one of the people that like screamed. Um, but like then like five other people screamed after me. So I felt less embarrassed, (laughs) but honestly, like then there were all these memes where it was like the real like stars of like the court case were like the people that screamed. And I was like, well, at least like all (laughs) other, like 500 other people that were on this are like laughing because he was like, we have like, you know, an unusual volume of uh, people. There's like 500 people. And I'm just like laughing that there's like all of these Bravo fans, like that are like as dedicated, like just like literally like there for the tea. And then Jen was pretending she couldn't, you know. Oh yeah. Working because there were so many people on. She want, she didn't want everyone listening in, but my God, I mean, who would have thought that like, the shows would have led to this, you know, like it's just gotten so crazy and so good. We're in like a golden age of like housewives. It's crazy. It's truly is a golden age. And it's a lot like I, I prefer this so far to the Erica Jane of it all, because Erica's was like more of a moral predicament because she wasn't technically charged with anything. And we were like trying to dissect what she knew, didn't know, but regardless, she was lying regardless. Like we just didn't know why, this is just like, bitch, you are arrested. Totally. <laughs> and you were, you were totally scheming like people's grandparents and like vulnerable parties. You're now that detective Whitney has explained it to us. Like, we know you were like buying this specific data and you were just trash for doing that. 
trash. Like that's the lowest common denominator type of person. Like imagine like the the guilt a normal person would feel knowing they were going after, you know, even if it's a get rich quick scheme. I mean, I would feel like, like sick to my stomach every day. If I did something like that, there's no amount of money that would be worth going after people like that. Now, my question for you is, do you think that Jen's going to go to jail? Yes, I do. I think so too. I think that because of the evidence they have, they were been, they've been following her for what is it? 10 years, nine years. So, you know, you don't do that if you've got nothing and all of like, I don't even know what they call the motions or whatever. Like she's tried to submit to like throw the case out have been such a joke. Like I thought maybe she'd have some real facts, but like the day of her arrest, she claimed her contacts were blurry and she didn't know what she was signing or something. I was like, that's all you got. Oh, Jen, you're so screwed. Like now that again, detective Whitney has explained it so well. I'm like, okay, I get how she's going to try to pretend like it was a legit business when because I think her her lawyer tried to put in that, you know, some people did actually earn money uh, from some of these like programs or something. It's like, I'm sure a very tiny percent of them and not a lot of money and not enough. But the victims outweigh anyone that maybe had a positive outcome from this. So I do see them making an example of her because now so many departments are involved in this arrest, which would which would make them look like a mockery if she got off scot free. So it's going to take a while. Our justice system takes so damn long. So it's going to take a few years, probably, maybe. I will even predict two years because they're probably going to try to push the trial. She's got a good enough lawyer. They do those things, you know, where they like motion to delay until this time because of whatever. And so she'll probably do that for quite some time. But I just don't see all these big departments being involved and her not going down. Like Teresa Judice, they made an example of. Yeah. You know, they're going I mean, to make an example out of Jen. You know, I think, I think you're, uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think there were certain people that were involved in some of this that got off or whatever, but I think with her, she almost shot herself in the foot for being on housewives. Cause now it's like all eyes are on this and now they, they have to really take it. And she's going to continue being on housewives. She's going to shoot the rest of the season. I mean, I just, I still can't believe what she posted day of, like, she was proud that her episode of her being arrested for something horrible was, you know, going down as the best episode in Housewives history or whatever it was touted as by whoever told her that. Mm. Um, If, again, if I were her, I would be under a rock somewhere, like, I would disappear. I mean, you know. And I think that the whole point is like a normal person would never even think to do what she did. So of course she's not having the same reaction as like somebody who would feel immense guilt over like the scheme in the first place. Right. I'd also like to point out that it's the best episode, but she's not really in it. No, no, she's not even in it. Okay. So thanks Jen. So were the feds. 100% you know and I hope they were watching with their families I hope that their wives or husbands or Bravo fans if they're not and I hope that they really just had a moment you know and they totally agree their work and they got to showcase their career on Bravo (laughs) I totally agree (laughs) all right well I'm gonna wrap us up uh let the people know where to find you so I am on TikTok at the Zen Blonde and on Instagram at the Zen Blonde. Um, and that's pretty much where you can find me. You're big on TikTok. 
I'm big. I'm bigger on TikTok than I am on Instagram. I'm I'm spend more time on there. The pandemic really turned me into like a Gen Z person. You know, I might need you to like show me how to use TikTok. Oh, I'm happy to happy to give you a tutorial. I always like I'm a TikTok pusher, and I like to like push people onto TikTok. I think it's a safer, it's a safer medium now because every time I go on Instagram, I'm like, am I going to get banned today? Is something going to get pulled? Like I just am very nervous. You have to, well, and what I've figured out is you just have to diversify. You can't have your eggs all in one basket because any of these platforms could pull it for you for no reason at any point. So I've seen it a lot on Instagram recently and then TikTok will flag certain things. And yeah, you have to be careful with your wording on TikTok. Like, oh, okay. Instead of saying kill, we all have to sit unalive. If we're just discussing something, there's certain words that get flagged and then oh. get taken down or whatever. So yeah, there's, it's a whole little game, but um, it's interesting. The virality is crazy because you'll be talking about a story and then you'll meet people that are actually involved in it, uh, which is the craziest thing. So, all right, you've convinced me I'm going to try it. So maybe when we meet up, because we're going to meet up. Close. Listen, we got to meet up soon. We can do a whole TikTok university. Yes, I would. I think that sounds like actually a lot of fun. Let's do it. Oh, I can't wait. I'm glad to have like another Bravo friend in California. Yes, we should totally like get dinner, talk Bravo, do some TikTok. I'm all about it. Please. please. I'm actually oh my- not kidding. I'm not kidding at all. Should we meet up at a Stony Point where Tom likes to go eat? I think we should. <laughs> I think that's the plan. You want the Vanderpumps. That's true. The food is horrible, though. But, you know, actually, Tom Tom, I hear, is kind of better. It's, it's okay. Um, it's oh, you've been? Good, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's well, Tom Tom is the best of all of them. But, you know. That's not saying much. If you guys don't know, that's not saying much. You can go get a cocktail there after we eat something. There we go. I like it. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.